This is how so does easy it feel kissing duct tape? <laughs> <laughs> he put little lips on the duct tape. I'm your host, Rocco. I'm and I'm Dan. Ranting and raving without a solid plan. Often political guaranteed crash. This is Critical Mass. in there you know at the beginning and i'm at him like real fast do you, do you feel like you, you could have done better do, do you want to re-record that do you want us to do you want me to do it i mean you're talking uh, about your voice well is that with is that me saying and i'm adam no but that would no. be great you guys want to send me your voices saying those things because i feel like you deserve i an be equal part in the opening because right I now it just sounds like, like i hear my voice then i hear my voice then i hear my dan invitation yeah, I I would love to send you a snippet of just me saying I'm Rocco, and then Dan would send his, and then you would yeah. uh, superimpose it in there. I would like or, that. I mean, it's only or Ben. I could say, and I'm Adam, and then Rocco could say, and I'm Dan, and then Adam yeah. could say. I think I do a really good Dan though, so maybe I'm, I'll stick to being Dan. And then you Dan, can be... and then Dan overcomplicates it. He just immediately says, "You know what? This needs Rocco, to be you more complicated." Be and I, then you could be Rocco. We'll we'll do we can do it round robin. Everyone, welcome back to the show. This is Critical Mass, and oh, yeah. we're talking we about yeah, we're talking about the opener. Um, we're 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 doing stuff we should be doing offline, but we're doing it online for you, so you can understand that the backings, the inner workings, the backstage work of this sausages made exactly of this illustrious production, this multi million dollar production. Um, you know, obviously, uh, as as we uh, grant from the Canadian government, I don't know how, but we do. Obviously, we're Hollywood scabs right now. Um, with the writer and the actress, yeah. <laughs> so this is the only entertainment. This is the only entertainment you're going to get for a while. Oh, that's true. Maybe maybe we'll have an uptick in lessons. Um, so we've gathered everyone here today to talk about two subjects: Jonah Hill. And uh, the, the movie, The Sound of Freedom. The Sound uh, of Freedom. Or Sound of Freedom. Multi-layered, very complicated topic. So we're going to, that hefty one, we're going to open up a little later. Why don't we just dry, dry, uh, jive, jive? Let's jive right into it, because that's what I meant to say. Yeah. This, this Jonah Hill situation. Now, May Rock, I? Rock, you first got online and said, mm-hmm. you started defending him, saying everyone's blowing this out of proportion. He yep. seems to be just, you know, based on you know, mental health stuff, just kind of like laying boundaries and saying, this is how I feel. Um, But then you came out and said more was released and you read more of it and you felt completely differently. Can you explain what I would, I would love to, I would love to. And I would also, um, we're going to point out something else a lot with it within this Jonah Hill situation. So number one, he, he has a girlfriend or ex-girlfriend who has claimed that he is emotionally abusive and is abusive, and that's fine. And now, not let's physically clarify, Let's clarify, not physically, purely emotionally. Emotionally, okay. verbally abusive, to and, gotcha. and no one believes her because he's like the sweetheart, and he's like this, he's got this documentary about therapy, which is actually a really great doc. If you haven't seen it, I suggest it. Well, maybe not now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe not now. Um, but anyway, regardless, um, 
so when I'm reading this, I say to myself, oh, man, I got to read these texts over, you know, this. And so I read the texts and I'm having a tough time finding this abuse and I'm reading it. And it's a list Ugh. of bound, it's a list of his boundaries. Now, let's be clear. <laughs> the boundaries are weird, especially if you're dating a surfer, a, a girl that's a surfer. Yeah. These boundaries that he set are very strange. Can They're you not... go over a few of these? Like, what do you sure. mean? Sure. Give us like, the cliff notes. He said, he said, like, if you feel a need to surf with men, if you feel a need to be half naked in your Instagram photos with men, um, if you feel a need to, like, um, just that kind of stuff. It, it seemed yeah. to be all around her career, but men being involved. And then he he qualified that with these are things that have caused me trust issues with us in the past. And that's why I'm bringing them up now as boundaries. Now, if you want to pursue okay. those things, he says, if you want to pursue those things, you're more than welcome to. I fully support it. I just don't think then that we are right for each other. And I wish you luck or I wish you well. And yeah. that's the now now I'm paraphrasing, but that is literally right, the, the gist of the text. Now I'm right, reading right. this going, this is strange, but this is an abuse. So I post that and no. people start jumping on it like blah, blah, blah. Well, she said that there's nastier texts. And I'm like, well, if she's trying to prove a point, wouldn't she publish those nastier texts? Right. And instead, she posts this one. And people are like, there, there's people these connecting these dots that are stretches based on. Let's be clear. Based on this text message alone. Right. Okay. One text what, message. What they are proposing is a stretch. And at right. that time, we didn't have any more information than okay. that. That's all we had. So okay. I'm just like, okay, y'all need to calm the fuck down. This is weird, but this isn't abuse. I don't read any abuse. Well, he's using jargon. He's using therapy jargon. People to, use to, words to say things. Yeah, to gaslight her. <laughs> How dare he? The, the, the new, this new term of gaslighting. Oh, gas. Everyone, everything's gaslighting. It's gaslighting. Like, okay, calm the fuck down. Okay. I also don't think people even understand what that is. I think they, they overuse it. They do. It, it, believe me, people just like Dan, uh, you might. You might think that people don't understand what gaslighting is, but I don't really think you do. See what you're doing. There's a good example of like it kind of being overused because in that situation, purely theoretically here, Adam, yeah, you, your opinion could be right. Like that's an opinion. Your opinion is that I'm not quite understanding it and that's fine. Yeah. Gas, the actual gaslighting is when, I'm like, hey, guys, check out my new lamp. Isn't it great? And then you guys go to me, Dan, that lamp isn't on. I'm like, yes, it is. It's clearly on. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then you go, no, Dan, something's wrong with you. Oh, yeah, yes. yes. You've lost Maybe, yeah, your yeah. mind. Yeah, you're making someone else feel crazy <laughs> yes. about like something that's purposely. And it's like, that is not, not a just about a small thing, like about something that seems so blatantly obvious. Yeah, yes. That they yeah. would have to be crazy to believe it. Right. That's so, so, so now let's fast forward days later after I make this post, um, a couple of girls came out saying they were 16 at a party when he was 24 and he was inappropriately touching them and kissing them or putting them in precarious situations. Um, they were throwing people under the bus like, um, hmm. God, what's his name from Accepted and Drag Me to Hell and Justin Long, D Justin Long. Yeah, they yeah. were throwing Justin Long under the bus saying this was at your house and you knew it was happening and you did nothing. Um, And then people like Jay Baruchel 
and other people that have worked with Jonah Hill are coming out saying he's honestly yeah. just really difficult to work with. He's kind of a cocksucker. And then more people that have dated or have had time around him have been like, you know, he's a dick. He's really he treats women like shit. And then, you know, he's got a kind of he's, there's been multiple situations where he has been with he's been accused of doing shit with younger women or trying to or using like his quote unquote status. And as these stories continue to come out, the really the damning one is the fact that like he made a move, a sexual move on a 16 year old girl. Right. When he to was me- 24. When he was 24. Okay. And this is this is a big this is a big problem. So then what I do is I I get a I get an influx of new facts. And instead of looking at those facts and saying, no, that's not true because of my original belief, what I do instead is I say, mm, these are new facts. My opinion has to change based on new data coming in. Mm-hmm. And I I because Facebook is a public place. I don't want people to think that I'm just blindly following a dude who I'm finding out now is jamming his tongue down a 16 year old's throat. That's not Mm -hmm. cool. So I just simply posted finding out some more shit about this dude. I was wrong about what I said before. I definitely rescind my comments. This is fucked up. And then someone decides to be like, well, you really uh, planted your flag there in that. And I said, yeah, I mean, you can change your mind, though. People can change their mind when facts come out. And if we're going right. to if we're going to fucking torch people for coming out and saying I was wrong, then no one's going to do that. And no one's right, going to grow true. and no one's yeah. going to learn. Yeah. So like, really, like, that's your comment. Like, well, first of all, ignore those fucks. OK, let's let's get back to the situation. Yes, hand. let's do that. Can I play devil's advocate? Because there's a lot of details that I'm unclear about that maybe you could shed some light on if you've learned. I'll do my best but at this at this alleged party with a 16 year old and uh, Jonah Hill being 24. Uh, this this party you mentioned was at Justin Long's house, or at least that's what someone was saying. Correct. So first of all, I, I'd ask, why is Justin Long in, inviting 16 year olds to his house? Sure. Yep. That that's that was a bigger question. That and, was in that was part of the article I read. Is that's also really grimy, right? And and so secondly, let's if I were um, Jonah Hill's attorney, you know, or his publicist, whatever, um, his PR person, I would say, excuse me, just because there's a, a a young female at a party doesn't mean she's wearing her age tattooed on her arm, um, right? You know, she sees someone who's a celebrity. She sees someone who's wealthy, who's popular, who's funny. And this girl, however old she is, wants attention, wants to be around them. And sure. who's to say that, who's to say that, you know, she well, doesn't look older. She... I, and I know that this is the, this is the creepiest thing someone can say. Yes. Especially, especially someone who has a 16-year-old daughter. Yes. But I will say that it's a little unfair to simply assume that Jonah Hill knew that she was underage and to, and to assume that he was being, you know, the aggressor, if you will. Yeah. So yes, except for the story that she tells, which is, okay. Which is Mm. he, he knew how old we were. And he told me that uh, he asked me if I wanted to come outside for a cigarette. And when when he, when we went outside, there was no cigarette and he just like started tongue kissing me. And I just like backed off of him and was like, no, I'm not, I'm not interested. And what did he do after that? I, it does, there's not much that it says there after that, at least that I had read. But the fact of the matter is, is there like, that's, you know, if you know how, first of all, if I'm 24 
and I know there's 16 year olds at the party, I'm leaving. Yeah. Like that's kind of like just it. You have to, yeah. You gotta, you gotta leave now. I, I got I, another devil's advocate thing. Or okay. make you continue-year-olds leave. I don't know. I'd be like, yeah. excuse me, you gotta go. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, there's I know a liability here, here. Too, but you gotta go. But like, I don't want to ruin my night. I wouldn't leave the party. I tell them to leave. Like, sorry. Like, go have you come have your parents pick you up. Please. Yes, yes, yeah. but Dan, what you're saying is not going to stand up in a court of law. <laughs> what is going to stand up is that you left. Well, after the fact, I, I no, no, asked... no, no, after something awful, awful. Yeah, I understand. I just mean like if I were throwing a party, you know, I'd say, "Excuse me, how old are you?" Well, okay, yeah, and, I don't and know that's, you, <laughs> and that's fair. But uh, we're supposing that this is someone else's party. You show up to someone else's party. There's 16 year olds there. You're above the age of 21. You're above the yeah, age of 18. I would tell them to leave too. If I was at my friend's house and there were underage girls there. I would go to my friend and say, what the fuck are you doing? Do you know how old they are? I've done this and before. Yes. You want to know I know for a fact it's this, happened uh... at, our, at, at our place in Long Pine Shores. Some very questionable people, thanks to our Ugh. dearly beloved and departed friend Rob, showed up and they were right on the cusp. And we were like, dude, are you serious? What's going on with these two? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you need to leave. So we had we had we had to double check. That's what you do as an adult. You have to be like, all right, am I going to jail? Because I got to figure this out. Yeah, it's like I don't. You you shouldn't be here. Right. Like I don't like that. I I mean, I've 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 thrown parties that were uh, popular enough that people that worked with me and for me, you know, heard about it. And and I had one girl who was under twenty one, and she wanted to come to this party where there'd be alcohol. Mm. And I straight up told her no. And her father was a very prominent politician in the yep. area. I, I was there that night. And I was, I was like, no, you can't. And she got very upset with me. I remember she was screaming at you. And I, I was, was like, standing why, right why there. Why are you like so daddy's sway? What's was that? She use, was she trying to use daddy's sway? I, in maybe, any way? maybe she just never heard the word no before. Well, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, daddy's now a conspiracy theorist that loves Donnie <laughs> Trump. So how would he like uh, to know his daughter's a little whore? Anyway, um, daddy, daddy, Adam, daddy, Adam, he, 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 he. <laughs> hey, daddy. Uh, no, the daddy we're talking about, man. He was totally a gay basher, too. Like one of my friends is one of the sweetest, kindest, most forward thinking, just like people. And who is a gay man? Who was just like years ago, like 10, 15 years ago, was very much forward with the daddy we're talking about. And yeah. daddy was like, Well, uh, I, I certainly respect your rights, but I do think it's an abomination. <laughs> and it's just like, What year is this? Yeah. What year wow. is this? Like, someone wow. like that should be hit by a car. And I yeah. would love to hear that he was. Um, because I really don't give a fuck. So ridiculous. So fuck we're that, getting dude. topic with yes, him, we okay. are. Adam, you were okay. trying to say something. You were saying I had another another devil's advocate. I was listening. Oh. I was trying to listen. Dan just kept fucking talking, and I was waiting. Ooh, yeah. It was definitely the whole um, Dan, or well, yeah. Like, would you? Mm, mm, I don't remember now. Thanks a lot. It was something to do with the parents. Like, how would a parent be like, "Hey, you can go to this any party." Not that parents yeah. need to keep like super tabs or be helicopter parents. There should be a level yeah. of trust. But look, I mean, based on what you've told me so far, Rocco, I'm not 100 percent in the camp of fucking canceling Jonah Hill. You know what I'm saying? Like. To me, 
I think there's an argument to be made. I know that we, we, we should do our best to believe victims. And if we want to yes. call these 16 year old girls at the time victims, you know, okay. But I also know that kids are full of shit a lot of times. Um, and it's interesting that it, it comes to light now. I, 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 these are all tactics yeah, there's, and tools there's time to by, do this. by people on the right, you know, typically. It's so not I, people I'm, on the right, though. I mean, like when you've got you've got fellow actors he's worked with that have come out and just been like, yeah, he's always been really sketchy. And yeah, stuff about young girls. Well, the very shouty was like years ago and it just came back. The clip yeah. of him being like, yeah, he's, eh, you know, yeah, there. And, and OK, fair enough. But what I'm saying is like, I, I just I don't. If it comes out that all of this is bullshit, then I'll eat my words again. And that's kind of how it works. You get more information. Right now, the information that we have shows that he's kind of a scum, scummy dude. Um, but if that turns out that I'm wrong, then, I mean, I'm wrong. At the end of the day, what Jonah Hill does with his life doesn't really matter to me very much. Yeah. Um, it's it's more of a, you know, I, I'm not even, like, huge into his media. I like the doc he just made about therapy. I thought that that was a great documentary about therapy. Yeah. But I mean, like, if he's also diddling 16-year-old girls, you know, and again, I wasn't at the party. I don't know. I just don't. I'm not into that whole vibe, I guess, of like, apparently he just has this vibe of like, I'm such a superstar. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. I think that's more the vibe than like being rapey. I, I That's what I think. I think it's a, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, look, and, and I agree that there's certainly issues with that. But the problem is that everything seems very muddy. You know, even, even when details does. come out, yeah. it's, it's just very much. It's never it, not that it's never cut and dry, but this particular situation does not seem cut and dry to me. There's a, a lot of opinions. There's a lot of perception. Sure. Um, stuff that went on in the past. Like when we talk about um, what's his name, the Supreme Court justice uh, raping as a teenager, uh, the woman who came forward. Oh, Clarence Remember, Thomas. Uh, no, not Clarence Thomas. Oh, uh, Kavanaugh. Yeah, Kavanaugh. The How Kavanaugh many rapists ratings. we got in there? Um, that story that she told, the way she told it, and the details, especially about running into him at the supermarket mm -hmm. afterwards or days later, to me that seemed very, very real. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's a gender bias thing where I just I believe that Maybe not a gender issue, but maybe that's a, a, a wealth issue. I don't, I don't know what it is, but the way that she tells that story, it seems to me to be very believable. Oh, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and because it was such a heinous, heinous crime, it makes sense for someone who has gone through the trauma to have trouble bringing it to light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Especially for someone who's in the power thing of power as he right when he has such power so i understand the timing from that victim but right? not I get that timing sure because when someone says oh when i was 16 jonah hill shoved his tongue down my throat and he was 24 i think to myself i i don't i don't necessarily believe her right off the bat i maybe she's trying to tell the truth but her own perception's a little off do you know what i mean i didn't even want to paint her as a liar i think our own relationship with our past is an unhealthy one it's not an accurate one in her mind this is what happened but maybe it's not exactly what happened i mean maybe 
Uh, again, you all know, of that then, is and possible. And these other celebrities are coming out saying he's kind of a dick. He's difficult to work with. Okay. I could name you a hundred celebrities that are fucking mm-hmm. dicks and are Mike very Myers. difficult to work with. Yeah. How many people just went to go see the last Mission Impossible movie? Tom Cruise is the head of a fucking cult. Yeah. Yes, okay? but but in his defense, in his defense, he is a leader of a cult. Every single person that's ever worked with him has been like he treats us like literal family. He buys the bat yeah, like he buys like okay really great gifts for like the lighting people the sound people he makes sure they're all employed make sure that they're all fed make sure they're paid top dollar that way they won't talk about talk about it in a negative light you you might be and dan you might be right you might be right dan you might be right professional that's also a professional scene and i love his personal life I sure. love his movies, but sure. let's not pretend he's he's not the he's oh not he's crazy figurehead. He's not literally the figurehead of, of Scientology, but he's, he's a crazy wealthy. person. He's a crazy he's, person. He's like yeah. the he's like Scientology royalty. Okay, yes, of course. And that church, that cult, that organization is responsible Power. for a lot of awful, heinous, heinous shit. Not as bad as the Catholic Church, but but definitely pretty yes. much there. Do you guys know I, about this guy? Uh, uh, Jeremy Blake, his name was. Have you he listened a... to Lisa Renner or whatever her yeah. name is? Yes. Have you listened? Yeah. She did the whole doc where she met with all these people that escaped. Yes. Yeah, fucking awful there. Yeah, that's one doc, and there's probably about a thousand about the Catholic Church and what they've done. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, you guys anyway. know about this guy, uh, Jeremy Blake. He was an artist who was in the Church of Scientology. No. He decided... Sounds familiar. He, like, he did just he had a certain art style. Have you ever seen Punch Drunk Love? There's a backgrounds. He painted those. And at one point, um, I think what happened was they were really harassed. They wanted to quit him and his wife or girlfriend, and they were harassing her so bad that she killed herself. And a few days later, he just walked into the ocean and never came out again. So he basically he killed himself because they were so just like harassing them and not letting them leave and just nonstop. Yeah, it is Leah Leah Remini. Leah Remini. Leah Remini. That's yeah. She had the doc, and they had the whole like they had a bunch of people following them from the Church of Scientology. It was really fucked up stuff. Sure, exactly. But the Pope supported the rape of underage boys. uh, Supported it. Literally supported it. The Pope loves raping boys. Anyway, uh, (laughs) does the current Pope love raping boys? Because I feel like he's the current one is kind of he's the one who's actually the first one to come out and say. Uh, we kind of have a problem, don't we? Yeah, he said that, and that's about where it stopped. Is this a transitional? <laughs> Is this a transition right here? Right. Transitioning <laughs> to the next subject, or are we going to hold on to that? Might, no, no, it no, might no. be. Let's get back to the okay. issue. So Let's Jonah Hill, Jonah. I'm still on the fence, honestly. I mean, I guess I'd have to hear a little bit more. I'm one of those people, and I'll admit it. I don't really care. I cannot separate the art from the artist. To me, the art comes from the artist, and so if I'm going to support the art, that means I support the artist. Um, I'm not someone who just turns it off and goes, eh, it's okay. Like whenever I hear Michael Jackson's song, I can't help. And I'm not saying others should think this way, but I can't help but think about him molesting children. It's never been proven, but there's so much overwhelming evidence. I, I can't support his music. I will not dance to it. I will not bop my head to it. I just won't. I can't do it. I wish it was bad music. And then you have other people who are just bad. like, it's really, really oh, let's, bad. Let's, <laughs> you know it's bad. You know it. Let's play Michael Jackson music. You know there's people out there that are willing That's to play Michael Jackson's music <laughs> yeah. who are also canceling Jonah Hill. 
Yeah, I'm like, oh, really? really? I'm sure. I'm sure there are a lot of people that, you know, like, oh, I'm against slave la- child slave labor, but they own an iPhone. And it's just like, There's, I don't know um... what I can do. You know, it's it's hard. The clothes we wear that you're wearing right now were sewn by a child in Bangladesh. I'm sure of it, especially if you're wearing any Nike products right now. Uh, well, yeah, probably. Um, you know, it's the weird, the hard part about also in a lot of cases we have the art and the artist is that you have people like Woody Allen, people like James Brown, who would, you know, hit his girlfriends, John Lennon, who was okay with hitting women, you know, well, Beatles is a little different, um, but you have these people who are figureheads for an entire production. And there's a lot of people in those productions who, again, like you're talking about Tom Cruise, they have jobs. You know, James Brown had a whole band of contributors. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Michael Jackson, a whole bunch of people he employed via the label. And uh, unfortunately, do you feel like you can't listen to it simply because the figurehead is such a prominent part of the art itself? I like what you're saying, Adam. He's, I like everything yes, that you're saying. of course, because he's okay. at least 51% of it. Right, right. Right. But, he's the majority of what's happening. And I know he didn't write every note. I know he didn't think of everything involved. You know, a lot of times yeah. producers or co-writers or underwriters, et cetera, have a lot to do with what's happening. But at the end of the day, if that art comes from somebody that I don't like as a person, I don't want to be anywhere near it. Right. You know, if, if I bring this up a lot, if Hitler was Hitler, but also made records yeah. that, like <laughs> would you be like oh this this is great oh it's just it's his music it has nothing to do with him no fucking yeah. no i'm not gonna support it i'm sorry because there's other choices right right that's the beauty of capitalism hey you know what there's and you are not alone to listen to it you are not alone exactly oh my god i am here with you i am here with, with you, you. All right. Um, oh, oh, so he'll sing it, but he won't listen. Listen, listen. Okay. <laughs> he did that with his uh, wife, Presley. With the right? uh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But listen, I, my my thing is this. <clears throat> my thing, yeah, a man who appropriated a whole ton of music and then passed it off as his own. Anyway, um, exactly. Fuck Elvis. Can't get anyway. through a single day without a conversation about Elvis appropriating music. I know. Um, the, the thing is, is don't don't publish text messages and then fucking unless the text messages are like, I'm going to rape you, you fucking whore, you know, don't send ambiguous text messages. And I mean, like, well, this means this means was it sent to you? Did you write it? Then you really have no fucking clue what he meant mm, by it. OK, honestly, so don't I not agree. Yes, don't don't set don't like that's the people can't like oh well you don't understand you have to read between the lines what do you know him what lo, what between the lines are you reading there is yeah. everything in here is ambiguous it's weird i was very clear yes. like the text messages were very strange this is very like why would you send this to a girl that you know was a surfer that's the thing that's weird to me what adam and the thing is too if she didn't like that, she should have said, okay, then we're not going to date. As opposed to dating him, 
breaking one of those rules. And then, I mean, I don't agree with any of the, the, what he wanted her to do. Sure. Sure. But why would you say, okay. And then you break the rule and then he's like, okay, then it's over. And then you come out with it later. Like you didn't like it, but you knew what you were signing up for. And I don't like to say that about a bunch of people, but in this case, it's very clear cut. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, so the, let's go over the, the timeline here. Was that the was that first no. text message that you talked about? Was that the one that precipitated her releasing more? I mean, what I that... she didn't. That's what she released. Those text messages. That's what okay. those text Just messages. The one about her surfing half nude and being. With it was Manny? hit. Yeah, it was. It was this long wall of text he sent. Yeah. In fact, you know what? I've got it. No, you don't have to read yeah. the whole thing. I was just curious. So, so, but that precipitated her, like, so, I mean, did she go and, and then tell the world that he was a douchebag? Well, so understand. she was saying, break, she was saying like, he's emotionally, yeah. uh, he's an emotionally abusive person. She was saying that and nobody was believing it. People were like, all right, well, like, no, he's not fucking. Then why are you um, dating him? Uh, he's not you emotionally. Him you quit? It's not emotionally abusive. Blah, blah. It's Jonah Hill, America's sweetheart. So she's like, oh, you want to talk about emotionally abusive? Here you go. Okay. And then she sent the text out. That's what happened. Okay. So she's been saying this about him. And then she released these text messages. But that those text messages that she released, I mean, that doesn't sound abusive. So I have it. It's not I that long. Like it. It's not that, that long. Kind of it says right here, plain and simple. If you need surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, have friendships with women who are in unstable places. And from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful. I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place cool. of happiness, I support it. And there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for a romantic relationship. My boundaries with you are based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. It sounds like she's done something previously that makes him not trust her. And then yeah. he came up with all these boundaries, which is probably true. But or it's somebody so weird. else did did something to him that makes him feel that way. Sure, weird. The right. text is uh, weird. What do they? I call don't think that? that's weird. PTSD. I mean, it I don't sucks think that's weird. I think it's somebody who struggles with insecurity. Yeah. Oh, he's very okay. insecure. Yeah. He right. said that and in his documentary. He talked about yeah. being insecure. And so he's making it clear to her, like, this is something that bothers me, whether that's right or wrong. He's like then we're just not going to be great partners. And that's nothing against her. He's saying it like, this is who I am. Yeah, it sucks that that's who he is, but at the same time, he was forward about it. And and furthermore, I mean, to me, that sounds like someone who's quite in touch with themselves emotionally. And And if he's been a prick in the past, I mean, this is why he goes to therapy. And if anything, it sounds like he's getting better. Sure. Mm -hmm. I, I, to me, when reading that text, it sounded like she had done something to him that either was cheating or he perceived it as so. Cause maybe right. she didn't, right. maybe she didn't do anything wrong at all. And right. he just perceived it that way. Okay. And then he comes up. That's how I read it is that something happened and he did. And, and this happened. My issue is when I hear now a new story of this 16-year-old at a party mm -hmm. 
that's tough for me to wrap my head around. Yeah. I'll always and always. And I know there's a lot of devil's advocate here and there, yeah. but at the end of the day, I stick by exactly what I said. If I show up at a party and I find out there's 16 year old girls there, guess what? I'm old enough to go to a liquor store and go home and drink alone. I, and, and that's what I'd probably do. Uh, I would, I would say there's 16 year old girls here. What time is it? Is the liquor store open? All right. Yo, I'm out deuces. Have a good night. And I get in well, my car and I bounce. And that's yeah, it. But you know what? You're saying that with 37-year-old clarity. And when you were 24, Rocco, and I'm not judging, but I can tell you from experience, you were never thinking clearly. No, that's fair. That's okay. fair. No, that's fair. And, and let's, that's let's, fair. let's bring Ted Lasso into this. Yeah. When he said, boy, I really hope that we're not judged by our worst moments. Yeah, yeah. And again, everything you're saying is fair. I, I'm not going to argue with you because I don't think that you're wrong. But, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not going to, we're talking about a 24 year old guy at a party who's probably high and drunk. Yep. He may know that she's underage. He may not know she's underage. Either way, he goes outside to kiss her. She says, no, end of story to me, not appropriate, not okay, but not worth killing a guy over. Meanwhile, do not even tell me that everyone out there is naive enough to believe that Brad Pitt and name a name a name a celebrity you. I know exactly what you're saying. Hasn't acted inappropriately at a Hollywood party before. Sure, shut the yeah. fuck up. No, that's fair. That's absolutely fair as well. I I can't disagree with you there because that is absolutely living in reality. Come on, uh, I even doing coke off of these underage girls' ass. Shut I'm sure Tom Hanks is even. Probably Jimmy Stewart, huge polygamist, huge polygamist. Yeah, you got some coke on your tits. Come here, come here. Yeah, let me just take care of that. Come here. All right, that's uh, that's the best stuff. (laughs) Well, you know, I feel like a white finger wasn't laid on that for miles. You know that he hit women. I know he he had a voice. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Oh yeah. He beat. Whatever Probably. woman he was ever with, I guarantee. But then you had someone I guarantee like it. Um, learn to act right. Sean Connery, yeah. who was a full-grown man, full-grown. He was an full-grown old man. man, and he was interviewed by yeah. Barbara Walters. <laughs> right now, yeah. Barbara Walters like, okay, so you you're cool with many women, YouTube. and he literally goes, "Yeah, when they get out of line," and she's like, "Oh, you're not being funny." He goes, "No, I'm not." Yeah, Sean Connery said that, but I, do you ever hear Bill Bill Burr's bit on that? Who's uh, well, I've heard his bit about like that it's never oh, like Bill it's Burr. never. I'm trying to get the wording right. There's yeah. never a time. No, he said, yeah, there's never a reason to hit a woman. Of course, there's a reason. reason to hit. He's like, oh, yeah, there's reasons. There's plenty of reasons to hit a woman. You just yeah. don't do it. You just don't do <laughs> it. Yeah. But like, no, he had this thing about Sean Connery oh. where he said that Sean Connery, everyone, everyone roasted this man after and it was right after he passed away. He said Sean Connery just died. And immediately everyone's like, oh, I remember when this this interview where he said he likes to slap women around mm-hmm. and and everyone. Oh, my God, I slap women around. He goes, let's. Let me just for a second, let's for a second go back to he names his famous female designer. I wish I could remember her name right now, but I remember the story. (laughs) And he said she was around during Nazi Germany and out of 
fear of what was going on, she actually moved in to the hotel where she knew prominent Nazis were living and she developed a relationship with one of them. So this guy's going out systematically murdering Jews coming back and she's sucking on his cock. But no, everyone, y'all still buy her clothes. Y'all still buy her purses. Sean Connery taught I slap a woman once in a while and he's the one that's, that's torched wow. for it. And I mean, wow. he's like, I, I was like, Bill, hmm, I can't remember the name of the designer. I don't see the, I don't see the, I, I, see I, the I guess I disagree with him. Explain. I want to hear I think this. They're apples and oranges. Well, first of all, the situations are completely different. I think he's talking about post-mortem bringing something awful up that they did in the past because the, the joke started with, sh- no, no, the joke for the bit. The bit was that people were bringing up him hitting women and being public about it yeah. directly after his after death. After he died. Right after he died. I fucking I, no, no. knew that. Before we're not he died, talk, I was we're not talking about We're not talking about you. We're talking about for the bit. He was bringing that up. So he's like, well, she's dead. But but yeah, we don't bring up. No one is. Con- oh, remember when she sucked the Nazi's cock? To, like, to yeah. survive. I, I Yeah. I mean, but there were also to survive. People- she you just said she did it out of fear. Mm-hmm. What do you think? She flew from fucking Chicago over to fucking Austria or Auschwitz or whatever the fuck Hitler Wait. was at the time or with this this Nazi whomever we're talking about. Just to just to go suck some Nazis' dick. No, my takeaway out of fear. Mm-hmm. She was like, "I gotta, I gotta like be in with them so that they don't think I'm one of them, so that I can survive." That was the most horrific thing that's happened on the pla- on the face of the earth. And when people do strange things in order to survive, we have to forgive that. We have to move on. Yeah, I mean, and Sean Connery was a grown man who believes hitting women is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those things are not connected in any way. Not mutually well, exclusive. I want to be clear. I want to be clear that I don't agree with Bill Burr on this. Well, I, that's why I, I don't think the bit is it works then. I just not, I'm not going to say whether or not it's funny or not. I'm just saying the bit doesn't work because the bit has to make sense. We're talking about two different things completely. I'm Real trying. Quick question. To, oh, here it is. I found I found the okay. clip. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So in order to survive. She ingested Nazi semen. So is this well, some sort of new? No one knows sort whether of... or not she actually sucked cock. Yeah, you can be married it's... for a long time. Trust me, that doesn't mean <laughs> shit. Okay? I I have. It's I'm a... just thinking about like you know people are looking for different cures for different things, and I think Nazi semen could be the answer. Um, I, it's not enough Nazis. I think the like, clip. Maybe, maybe she just, was doing it for scientific. Maybe just she was saving. She, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, but I think I, if you need right to have more of this medicine. That we actually to, need to have more Nazis yeah. or people who believe in that just to you know to jerk off during and then save that and, and it could save so many lives. Well, I don't I, have to stay a Nazi. I'm just I, saying that that's a temporary thing. Yes. Okay, now I all. I feel like I butchered the whole thing. It's 50, you probably did. It's 57 seconds long. I literally have it queued. All right, let's do this. <laughs> let's listen to it. Yeah. yeah. And then let's go to break. All right, we'll listen to yeah. it and we'll go to break. Ready? All this from Jonah Hill. Sean Connery died, my favorite James Bond of all time. And he was getting a proper send-off for about eight minutes on Twitter. And then the first hairy-legged white chick shows up, right? And she's just got to be like, Man, are we really going to celebrate this man who advocated the hitting of women? First of all, he didn't advocate hitting women. 
He just said, every once in a while, you give him a little slap. Give him a little back of the hand. You remind him who's making the box office. You reset their hard drive. That's all he said. Yes, it's a crazy statement in 2021. 1976, it's not good, but it's not crazy, right? And he's born in 1930. You gotta put the shit he made the statement in a historical the perspective. Well, I love old movies. You ever watch movies from the 30s, 40s, and 50s? Anytime. Damn it. He doesn't, he, it's, God damn it, it's not the whole bit. I knew it was Ugh. too short. I knew it was too short. God damn it. And also it. Bill Burr supposes that anybody that disagrees with Sean Connery's actions and the, and the praise that he gets has to be a hairy-legged white woman. Yes. And, and, and simply bringing up the fact that he was a fucking abuser makes them an annoying person. Yes. So trust me, there's lots of things that I agree with Bill about. Okay. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he's just a comedian. But there True. are other things that I just vehemently disagree with him about. And the way that he tells it is really unfair to a lot of people on the other side of the argument. Yeah. Yes. You know, it was a childish way to put down someone who disagrees with you by by using a voice. That's that that's sure. what a, that's what a nine year old would do. Sure. I, sure I did mean, you did me a nine year old. I think. See, I if I look at it through the lens of a troll, I think that it's very funny as right, a troll. You are a troll. Yes. But <laughs> but if I were You're to a put troll, but if I were to put actual like intelligent stock into it. <sighs> I, I wouldn't. I just like I wouldn't look at that and say, oh, well, he's right. I would just as a troll cackle. Right. I don't think he's yeah, right. I just think and I think maybe that's the weird hmm. thing about comedy, about stand up is I can yeah. listen to that and say, OK, like it wasn't a hairy legged woman that complained and it doesn't always have to be that. Right. I'm, right. But as a comment that he made comedically speaking i think it's funny well i guess for me i thought his other bit that we talked about about like how there's never uh, a reason versus yeah. like doing it like he made it very clear and that's why i thought it was funny and that's why i could agree with him because sure like, listen there, you should never actually do it but don't tell me there isn't good reason. <laughs> well, yeah, because he listed off all these reasons. It's like, oh, you deserve to be hit. Yeah, but I'm not going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's okay because he's sort of expressing Dude. frustration while also acknowledging right and wrong. You know what's really tough though is having you guys don't have sisters. I have a sister, right. and there's like, and I, you know, I very much have never felt the need to hit a woman outside of her when we were children she was an older sister you right. know what i mean so right. i'm like the old, i like i have more reason almost than some people to <laughs> you know to have a ptsd about violence against women because i was treated with violence as a right. child from a very young age by a woman but at the same time you know if i can keep the lid on that you know i think anybody right. can Exactly. Sure. No, I, and I have I more reason than ever to yeah, smack. Like it's and it, the problem is with, again with Sean Connery. He didn't come out and say, "Listen, this happened. I'm not proud yeah. of it. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to talk much about it because it's it's private. It happened between me and my wife, and it's over. That would be one thing. Mm -hmm. Sure. But the way no, he, he spoke was... to Barbara Walters about it, it was very clear to him that he thinks that's okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. He absolutely, absolutely thinks and it's so okay. And so for me, there's I'm no just question. Like, well, fuck that guy then. <laughs> fuck that sure. guy. You know why? Because any man worth his weight is not going to advocate or support the idea of hitting women. He just mm-hmm. isn't. Yep. I'm sorry. You're a coward. And I just, I just, I think it's deplorable. I sure. Think it's disgusting. It is, but it is and, deplorable. And, and furthermore, to not even feel apathetic or to feel apathetic about it, to not even feel remorseful about it is, is beyond comprehension for me. Well, so is I, I, I'm yeah. sorry. I just like the only Sean Connery movie that is, gives me an issue, but I have to watch it compulsively is, um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't care about any fucking movie he's ever made. I know. I wish I could watch it, but I can't. I mean, I, anything I see on. him in, I'm like, this motherfucker. I yeah. just, I can't, I can't. It's Indiana. That's the, oh, that was such a, that's such an amazing film. But like his other movies, I just, like, I, okay, I could toss in James Bond, but do I really give a shit? No, I don't. No, so you I don't just, have not, any. I don't. There's no emotional connection to that one. I, there, there is literally no other Sean Connery movie that I can even tell you right now that I would give a shit to watch. And really, though, I'm not even really watching it because of Sean Connery. I'm watching because of Harrison Ford. And I think he's done so much good in the world that maybe he cancels out Sean Connery's appearance. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, Harrison Ford is an amazing human. So we think. He also cheated on his. <laughs> anyway. Well, I mean. True. Look up, look up some of the shit that he's done for like humankind and some of the boards he's on, especially for global warming and some of the things that he said about the past administration that I'm quite proud to say I'm a fan of Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's people fine. Who's allowed, that's fine. You're allowed just, to improve. When we're talking about canceling people or just, you know, deciding, oh, I'm not going to really watch this person's stuff anymore. You know, I get Bill Burr's come out. He's been on several shows where he talked about this kind of stuff. And he's just like, is, is it really fair to dig up something that happened 30 years ago? And it's not as black and white as that. Like, if something happened a long time ago, we can have a discussion about it. But it's all about how that person treats that news. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yes, this happened. I'm sorry. Let's move on. I've apologized back then, and I'm willing to move forward and get better as a person. Versus... Fuck you. It happened a long time ago. It doesn't matter. Doesn't count. You know, that's that's why you get count. That's why you get canceled. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I want to just real quick. I want to give you sort of like an, ex- an example and a half that are one in the same. If you really think about it, James Gunn. That's um, exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. He did Guardians of the Galaxy. He did. Uh, he He's just taken over D.C. Um, he's done just a ton of stuff for Marvel. He's doing stuff for DC. Anyway, Guardians Trauma films originally. There you go. But um, Dan, you were even a fan of the Guardians movies. Yes. Uh, oh, I yeah. I haven't seen the third one yet. Me neither. But anyway, that's that's James Gunn, right? So yeah. he did the second movie, the second Guardians movie. And someone dug up some old tweets where he made some really bad rape jokes on Twitter. And he was like making fun of the idea of a rape. Obviously. He was who yeah, was sitting there going, it. "Oh, I got a good rape joke. I'm gonna put it on Twitter." Yeah, oh, but it what? was a provocateur. It was Sar- a tro- like this is pre Gardens of the Galaxy. He's from the Troma background. Troma, independent New Jersey studio, made a lot of tasteless movies that were over the top, violent, 
like it, you know, sexist, racist, but in a way that was making almost fun of the over the tongue and cheek. Tongue Got and you. Cheek. Okay. Okay. So and what do you tweet? So he's I don't was like, oh, it was like there was some pedophilia stuff, you know, like like you know what the best part about you know I don't want to even say it. Uh, um, fucking the best part about old. getting anally raped is like, <laughs> gee, that was good. Oh god, I don't even want to get into it. Anyway, I feel bad about saying it. So anyway, like, he's it was yeah, all these exactly years that. ago. So then Disney fired him. Yeah, and, di- and he so apologized immediately. He apologized immediately. Said it was tasteless, yeah. called himself tasteless, said I was young. It was tasteless. It was stupid. Trying was, to get a reaction. It was there. Yeah, I was trying to get a reaction, he said. And I, he said, I sure, certainly did. But then the whole cast of Guardians were like, cool, we're not coming back for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and Disney rehired him immediately. Yeah. Oh, they were protesting that he was fired. Yeah, they yeah, were like, gotcha. he he did Dave Batista, who plays uh, Drax, yeah. Um, yeah. all of them. They were like, yeah, so we're not going to come back because I know there's this a guard. James is. Yeah, if they said to Guardians 3 was already signed on. Like, they were already ready to do it. And yeah. and it was happening. And the whole cast dropped out. Well, good. See, that's a great example of someone and, saying, you know, atoning, yeah. basically. It's about atonement. I mean, Just Whedon, he's getting all this stuff, but he's being like, oh, well, everybody misunderstood me, as opposed to yeah. being like, dude, I am so sorry. You're like... I didn't realize Josh Sweden's doubling down. I did do that. He's like doubling Josh down his Whedon. innocence. Josh Sweden did the first, uh, first Avengers, Avengers movie. He did Vampire um, Slayer, Firefly, to- Toy Story, the first Toy Story. Are you he- saying Joss? Joss. J O S S. Josh Sweden. Josh Sweden. Okay. And he doubled down on his bad. What did he say? Oh, just like awful sexist shit. He told Gal Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman, that like he's going to destroy her career if she doesn't do what he says. Um, he does a lot of like right, tit, yeah. like a lot of tit stuff, like in those movies where it just like you didn't need to do it. A lot of shit came out, and then instead of atoning, he doubles down and says, "You misunderstood me. I did yeah. nothing wrong." And like Ben Affleck, who played Batman during that time, like because he redid Justice League, Joss yeah. Whedon, Ben Affleck was like, "I." Uh, no, it was bad. <laughs> like, oh, a- a- about Joss Whedon. And so, but instead of, you know, what James Gunn did, right. You know, he said, no, I did nothing wrong. And he's been like, Joss Whedon's been pretty much blacklisted from all superhero, the entire genre. Like, Even just, his, uh, his ex-girlfriend who he dated for years was like, yeah, this is, he, he, he had all these characters. He's like strong female characters, but that was almost like, so he could disguise his real intentions. Yeah. Yeah, justice was served. It it was, Ah. it was. But last one, last one along the same lines, Kevin Hart. Um, Kevin Hart, I remember the tweet. He said, if my son was playing with a dollhouse, if my son was playing with dolls, I smash a dollhouse over his head. Tell him you're not supposed you're not supposed to be doing that. That was the whole tweet. So he was going to he was set to host the Oscars. (laughs) Someone found that tweet. Yep. Right. They fired him from the Oscars. Mm-hmm. He publicly apologized, which is very public. He said, I'm sorry. This is this was my meaning of the joke. It was definitely sarcastic, tongue in cheek. But if it offended people, I apologize. That was it. He made his apology. He atoned. Right. Yeah. right. Apparently, they came back to him, the Oscars, those running the Oscars and said, you can have the job back, but you got to apologize again. 
And he responded with, and he went on a lot of television shows to say this, including like Ellen. And he was like, I apologized. It was public. If you want my apology, look it up. You'll find it. Yeah. And guess what? I agree with him 100%. I I do too. I do too. And I I hate those kind of comments that like, if my son plays with a doll, I'll fucking bash the right. Okay. I hate that shit so much. It bothers me. It really does. does. Me too. It's very backwards and ancient, antiquated fucking uh, thought my son plays with his sister's dolls to think to think that boys that play with girls toys will end up gay or feminine in some way it's you might end up being it's, an it's excellent nonsense. architect right i mean i'm not even go. joking you know boys playing with dolls has to be normalized in order for boys to understand that the new world means being a dad who's present Yes, being a dad who's caring mm-hmm. for their children and is affectionate is not afraid to show that yes and that's what awesome. we need to see and so I do agree that that fucking really sucks to hear Kevin Hart say, but the, but I, I remember him coming out and publicly saying I fucked up. That was stupid. I'm really sorry for doing it. And then he's right. You shouldn't have to apologize twice for the same thing. You shouldn't. He mm-hmm. specifically said, what else did they find for me to, that I have to apologize for? And right. they said, no, no, we want you to apologize again for that same thing and he said i told them no and they said then you're not going to host the oscars and he said then i guess i'm not hosting the oscars yeah right good for him i I applaud that i mean it it's a shitty situation to be in you know um but at the same time you gotta have principles he he fucked up he came out he said he was wrong he did what he had about it yes humble about it yes and he did it and he did he did it it happened so it was very unfair for them to ask him to do it again it was unfair let's go to uh, let's go let's break go. we'll go to break and when we come back we're going to talk some more hollywood stuff in ways uh well just stick around get off the shit from the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you we're don't forget a towel.com your daily source for geeky pop culture news reviews interviews and so much more So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. That's the true sound of freedom. Speaking of sound of freedom, freedom, um, this is an interesting topic. Uh, Yes. I was at work, and a co-worker of mine who, you know, I can tell definitely leans right, you know, has a religious background, um, you know, kind of leans conservative on on stuff. I'm not quite sure how far, but that's okay. Uh, You know, he said to me, hey, Dan, uh, have you heard about this movie, you know, Sound of Freedom? And I go, no, I've never heard of it. He goes, yeah, they're trying to silence it in Hollywood. Hollywood doesn't want it to come out. I'm like, and I'm thinking, oh, you mean Hollywood, whose entire business model is based on promoting movies? (laughs) <laughs> okay right. what are they trying to silence he's like it's about pedophilia rings and this guy who left the the homeland security to like do private work so we could like rescue children from these sex rings and from um being sexually trafficked and it gets worse i guess they're like using these kids in like these cults where they cut kids open and drink their blood and Jesus. all this. And he's like, you say, he's like, they're doing it to babies, dude. It's coworkers, awful. very dumb. And I'm like, oh, because on, on one 
you know, part of my brain, I'm going, that's, that's fucking disgusting. And then another part of my brain's going, is it true? He's yeah, conflating yeah, yeah. two things. So, so your coworker yeah. is actually conflating two right. separate things. So what I did was I texted Rocco and I said, dude, have you heard about this? And at the time I said, no. And you said no. And then you went into a deep dive, finding out what it's all about. And then told us, we got to talk about it on the show. I looked up some stuff and found it pretty interesting. Rock, what have you heard about this movie? Adam, have you heard anything? I know you said you had to do some research too. Yeah. You know, what's going on? Let's hear about it. So uh, I, I start seeing the typical right-wing weirdo religious folks posting about this movie. And then I have my like ultra liberal friends posting about this movie and then like, okay, now I got to understand what's going on because each of them are posting very different things. And usually when that happens, I go, okay, there's, there's truth somewhere. There's the, somewhere in here is the truth. So I went and I started looking stuff up. So first you get hit with the conspiracy theories. There's a lot of people saying that AMC is purposely not allowing people to see this movie. AMC specifically is not allowing people to see this movie. Which is a movie theater chain, to be Cor- specific. That Correct. Means money it's not to a be studio. Made. They're not a studio. They didn't produce the movie. They're just a movie theater chain. Mm-hmm. Right. People were people were posting photos. <clears throat> they were saying the sign on the outside said sold out. And then they, it was like a video mm-hmm. of them going in and then showing an empty theater. That was supposed to be that theater. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where the actual CEO and president or the, the top guy for AMC had to come out and say, literally, none of that is true. Like how like our whole business is selling movie tickets. Right. Then yeah, he says, just so you know, an extremely rich ultra alt right person purchased thousands of tickets to the show and was giving them away or like handing them out to people yes, almost in a way of indoctrination for the yeah. right, for the ultra right wing. So these people were actually seeing sold out and seeing empty theaters that actually what they were saying was true, but the people weren't showing up because yes, because this person bought thousands of these fucking tickets so he just handed uh, them out to people that he thought would would want to see it. Correct. There was a website actually where he was handing them out, which I was able to find. Yeah. Hmm. Now that so again, I these are the, this shift. is this is what worries me about folks that don't do just a little more digging, a little below this. It didn't take me long to find that part out. Like it, I guess it just didn't take that long for me to figure that out. And I'm not a I'm not a smart man. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just I'm trying to understand why. So anyway, OK, OK, so there's there's that part of it. Then Jim Caviezel, 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 the dude who thinks Jesus, he thinks he's Jesus going around preaching fucking the good word. He is fucking um, con- continuing this conspiracy theory. This is a movie people don't want you to see. There are certain people that don't want you to see this movie because of what what's going on in it and stuff yeah and then he's going in talking about people that are like drinking baby's blood on the left so that's that wasn't in the movie that was just part of their fucking press junket yeah not into how democrats are drinking baby's blood can you imagine if transformers came out with a new movie and during the press junket michael bay was talking about democrats drinking baby's blood 
Yeah. Yeah. A complete non sequitur. The studio would be like, uh, shut up. Correct. So again, when you see that and people are like, yeah, he's just speaking the truth. No, he's appealing to a certain base. Yeah. He's appealing Ugh. to a definite base. Now, this is the one thing that like, listen, if if the theater is empty and it could just be empty because somebody decided to film the theater at uh, 930 in the morning on a Wednesday, mm. you know, but if this is something where people are not seeing it, it's probably because there's such a strong slant that's being delivered by the star of the movie that's turning people off from it. It could be an awesome movie. Well, like thematically, I can stand behind everything that this story is telling. And even if it was a work of fiction and be like, oh, here's a cool story about a guy is. who quit his job. Yeah. Okay, then. But it's still awesome. It's like, hey, here's a guy who quit his job so he could go uh, save kids from pedophilia. You well, know, like, right. that's an awesome idea. And right. Adam, to your point, and I'm glad stand you said behind it. it. I'm okay. glad. I'm glad you said what you just said. And I'm going to tell you why. Because this movie, um, Jesus Christ, there it is, Sound of Freedom. This movie got an 8.2 on IMDb, which is very high for IMDb. And it's been getting high reviews pretty much everywhere. So you mean to tell me that the critics, and let's be honest, movie critics, Hollywood, usually lean left. This is obviously a movie that is just, it's not really leaning towards the right. Apparently, it was right. actually a really fucking good movie. It's apolitical. Yeah. It's supposed to be an apolitical movie. People that watch it are saying it's not about that. It's about yeah. somebody who is just virtualistically political. You know, trying to save lives. Yeah. Correct. That's, right. Because it's something Correct. that appeals to both sides. Correct. No one's, no one's pro-sex trafficking. No one. At least, right. at least you know. Ex- not well, sex purpose. traffickers are. Sex no, no one, right. pro, no one I know pro sex. That's traffic. perverse, right? Hey, I know, not uh, not yeah. Todd, not me. I wrote, a, I wrote a Vice article about it. Yes, as yeah, I read, yeah. I read an article. Did you read too. that? And Vice mm-hmm. was saying, I mean, and it was kind of an older article too. How they had been investigating this group, the Underground Railroad. What's it called? Operation, Operation Underground Railroad. Operate Underground. Operation, Operation Underground, Underground, Underground Railroad. Railroad. So O-U-R, our, yeah. essentially, um, as an acronym. And that organization is is responsible for all this stuff. And, and they brought it to light. It said there's even a painting. Did you see the painting? No. What no. painting? It's a painting of this guy who's the head of the O-U-R. Tim um, Ballard. Yeah, Tim Ballard walking down a railroad, railroad mm-hmm. at night and being lit by, like, you know, um, oil canteens oil lanterns and like people like harriet tubman are like bowing to oh yeah yes oh oh, no no no. i did see sorry yeah yeah you can't do that no anybody that's ever been involved in so in (laughs) abolition abolitionist and and i'm completely different how he sees himself as an as as not only an abolitionist but like the abolitionist yes and you and I'm so happy that. you can't allow whites if you're okay. Keep and going. I'm so I'm happy, so happy here. that you did that, Dan, because that's a perfect segue to after now receiving after getting the information on, you know, the sold out shows and people saying they're not allowed to see it. Then watching Jim Caviezel do his press for the movie. Then I said, oh, this is about Tim Ballard. And I started looking this guy up mm-hmm. <laughs> and here we go. I, I find that Operation Underground Railroad takes in 
multi millions in donations and have to fill out tax forms, which are public record. That's right. And when they fill out the tax forms, they find that they're extremely vague in claimances of dealing with being or liaising with certain world governments on sex trafficking throughout Africa, of which 99% of them said they had never worked with OUR ever. Wow. And so, right. and what they're finding out is that the guys, oof, including oof. Tim Ballard, that are at the top, are paying themselves ginormous salaries. So they're like, well, where is that money coming from? So then you uh, look at the donations, right? The <laughs> donations. And again, it's just very simple math. You look at the donations and then you look at what they're spending and then you see the vagary in their spending. And then you look at their salaries and you know that they're they're not getting income any other way that's on the books. Right. The He's only income then. they're getting is donations. Correct. Are con then, then. However, yes. they they have run multiple they have really in the real real world with Tim here have run yeah. operations, real operations. I'm going to okay. tell you guys about okay. one of the operations. He went into Africa posing as a sex trafficker and asked to get like a hundred girls because some Americans were touring. They needed a hundred underage young girls and the sex traffickers mm -hmm. were like, yeah, we can do that for you. And the sex traffickers then kidnapped a hundred young girls in the area Jesus. To bring to him, so he inadvertently created over one hundred kidnappings. Yeah, with this sting operation. Right. Now he wow. recovered. He recovered the girls. Prove. He recovered the girls, and the girls were recovered, and he got to be a huge hero. Mm -hmm. So this happened. Right. This this happened. Right. Yikes. So, so is that in the movie? That's disgusting. It's that's a thing. So Dude, if that, it was in the movie, it'd be it'd be like comedy of the year. It'd be like, uh oh, yeah, right, rah! It's like a it's like Tropic Thunder too. It kind of feels like yeah. almost yeah. like they could be that storyline, <laughs> yeah. but you know, with Ben Stiller. So it's funny. But anyway, no, um, it, this is a real thing. So this is something that happened. So and and furthermore, back to the tax thing. Uh, what I read in the article of Vice, they said. Um, there's this weird correlation between the way that they were raising money and all of a sudden the um, the increase in salary of mm -hmm. Ballard's uh, mm -hmm. annual salary. And, and like the they top would do is, dudes with him. Yeah, what they would do. Uh, by, by the way, all his family members. Yeah, correct. And so what he would do is he would they would charge a ticket price to see a show, but then they'd ask the ticket person to donate extra money that would go towards helping spread the word, right? Uh -huh. And so what happens was this a huge influx of money that came into the organization that's supposed to be used to spread the word. But what's happening is his salary doubled to mm -hmm. over $500,000 a year mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in from 2020 to 2021 because he was targeting people like far right Christians mm -hmm. to come to this, to be a part of this movement of, you know, like we've already discussed the Democrats drinking the blood of babies and they're part of the whole cabal, etc. This is QAnon <laughs> shit. It's old shit. We all known about it for a while. 
But it's the most interesting thing is like, oh, so he's asking for more money from his constituents, from his from his people, his base. And then his salary doubles. I mean, come on, guy. How, Republicans of all age are like senile old women who are mm-hmm. getting tricked over the phone. It's so fucking pathetic. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. It's stupid. I hope that I my brain doesn't diminish like that when I'm older because I can't find another explanation for it. Right. Is like, are you stupid? When I hear some of these things that some of these old folks say about shit, you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. What are you t- like? I did my fuck you the first episode this season where I was saying how that one woman, that older woman, you know, was just like talking about work from home stuff and yeah. how, you know, oh, yeah. oh well, COVID really work. Mm. COVID is like, you know, they forced us to the government. Biden forced us to be. It, it, are you listening to yourself as a president? This so- is crazy. It's just so sad. I mean, you know, Mel Gibson's involved, too, because he was a part of this whole thing. He was he was. Yeah. Lauding. The all this and, yeah. I mean, look, the, the the problem is that we do know sex trafficking exists. It we absolutely guess. exists. And it is a huge problem. Let's not let's is. not pretend it isn't because it really is. Uh, the Super Bowl, for example, is actually the biggest year for sex trafficking. Yeah. Um, it's the Super Bowl of sex trafficking. Uh even at the Super Bowl, the the, the location and the venue itself has become an issue. Really? Uh, the NFL, yeah, and the NFL doesn't really like to talk about it that much, no, but there have been NFL players that have come out and said that they're signing a petition to get the NFL to do something about it. You know, the, the Super Bowl is one of the largest sporting events oh, in the weird. world. Yes. And yeah, because of, of that, you get a lot of very wealthy people that want to buy tickets to it, regardless of their you know level of fandom, they can afford super expensive tickets to mm-hmm. something that's highly coveted. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what rich people do. They go to these things even though they don't necessarily give a fuck. And when you're there, they obviously they buy sweets, etc. And when you and when you're rich and you're hanging out with your boys and you can afford a suite to a Super Bowl, there's a lot of privacy. And when you're rich and you're a guy and you're a fucking piece of shit, a lot of stupid shit happens. So um, that's a major, major problem. Yes. But can I can I pose something? Sure. May I? And and we've talked about this before, and I've actually talked to a lot of females. And I hate using that term because it makes me sound really Andrew Tate. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of women. I've spoken to a lot of women. I don't want to sound like that guy. I've spoken to a lot of people with vaginas. Yeah, and who have said legitimize sex work and have had have had said that sex work is work and that yeah. it shouldn't be illegal. Sure. And I've I've heard this from a lot of a lot of women, especially with the advent of the OnlyFans industry and then the advent yeah. of women that are are high end escorts um Precisely. that yeah. provide a, uh, a service that is you know uh, again there is a legit you know what i mean like so you got the sex trafficking which is disgusting and awful and to me it's you know when you're talking about underage kids that's the part that bothers me about it 
is yeah. the underage children. Well, I mean, really anyone being forced well, into anyone sex being work. forced. Sure. Into, that's the problem. There's a big, I'm, big, big difference, though. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Let's talk. Can we talk about that for a second is what yeah. I'm trying to say? Yes. Yeah. There's a difference between someone who chooses to do that as a profession. Yes. And it is someone. work. Um, and someone who is being forced to do it. The problem is that we don't know. Right. So it should someone be a licensure right now without it being legal, without licensing. Exactly. Someone shows up to your door. You're like, hey, can we get a prostitute? for tonight the, the prostitute shows up and she's pretending to be happy she's pretending to be all about it yeah you know you don't know you don't yep. know that she isn't being forced to do this yeah but if it were legal like it and is like, licensed in the uk right. like i it's honestly amsterdam. amsterdam there's a full licensing process in amsterdam right right yeah. then what you've done is you've you Ted Lasso. But I, again it's not a hundred percent but it's a lot better than what we've got going on here right I watched okay. a documentary and that I found very interesting about the red light district in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And in order to keep their license, they have to submit to um, STD testing yep. on, a, on an interval, which to me keeps everyone safe, which to right. me, she, the woman in the document, actually the multiple women in the documentary, they were there by choice. It completely takes the pimp out of the equation when you can get Precisely. a license. Exactly. You know what's crazy too, man, is the fact that you know prostitution has been against the law for ages and throughout most of the U.S. However, uh, making porn was not was not well. Right. I'm not sure it if that was illegal at some point, but it's not has been illegal since like the 70s right. at least, if not because before, we're filming it. <laughs> it makes it okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's the difference. You yeah. had a camera. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's um, so silly. It's yes, on Zoom. It it's okay. But, but let's. So I'm going to veer right back. On, I'm going to hit a quick left and come right back to it. Um. So there are people now watching this movie like it's a documentary. This is yeah. the final. This and is it's the not final a documentary. Thought. It's a scripted uh -huh. movie based on the life of this guy, Ballard, who was in the homeland security and decided to work privately yes 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 it's a fictional it's fictional just everyone that's listening it is it is fiction um you know they purposely on their website call out what parts of are dramatized in the movie okay oh okay that's good but taking a little responsibility it's helpful but, but like also they just left things out of the movie like that story I told about him and the hundred or so yeah. young women getting oh, that's kidnapped. So, funny. so that's, that's just so not funny. That's not, not good in the funny, movie. But... Yeah. It's not well, in like, the movie. Funny, like I got your face. Like, like if that came out, it's like, God, yeah. You put that in the movie. So it's not in the movie. So they don't have to, they don't have to put that in the, they don't have to put it in the website. Right. If it's not in the movie, yeah. why would they need to? Yeah. I mean, he basically traumatized a hundred girls, girls and their families. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so Africa. that he could be the so that he could be a savior. Yeah. I still it's can't like, believe that painting. I took a look at it. I was just like, really? Yep. Did you see it? Really? Oh my God, like, like, I did see if it. you are a good person and you are white, okay. I'll but like, don't now, be Rob, like I, I if you're a real hero, shit. if you're a real hero, you don't you don't say you, 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 you say, I don't need this. I don't need this painting of me. You say, Thank you. I appreciate it. But please, there's a lot of people out there who are heroes. I don't need this. Yeah. I yeah. guess. I assume. Dan, you yeah. said you sent the you said you sent it? Just now. Okay. It says it's sending. Oh, dude. 
Oh my god, it's so funny! It's coming to you, buddy. It's Why coming. do you have like old people cell phone? So you say that, but it's crank power. The only th- one of the things that breeds innovation is competition. If we all had iPhones, there would be no competition. There would be no one nipping at the heels of Apple constantly. And by the way, Samsung and lots of other phone companies have had far more innovative ideas and technology than Apple. And Apple has stolen a lot of those ideas. Um, so I don't want to get into an argument with you yes, about what's a yes better and phone no. and what isn't. But like at the end of the day, competition breeds innovation. That's how we're moving forward. Yes. You think I, Apple would be what they were if it weren't for Microsoft? No, that's absolutely okay, true. So like, that. shut the fuck up. I I'm mean, tired of everyone on <laughs> Apple side going, oh, why won't they just fucking give up? Shut the hell up. Why don't you give up, motherfuckers? Because my phone works all the time. <laughs> I have an Android and a Mac laptop. All right. I, everything's Mac. And That's the both house. worlds. Okay. All right. But anyway. Okay. Back. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm jerking the wheel back onto the road. Um, Jerk it on. So, guys, I think. So are we going to go see this movie together and just I, I laugh the whole time? I was gonna we should. To we should actually go see this together and, talk about and just it. outwardly laugh at it while people are trying to watch it. Oh, man. I, I'm not spry thing. enough to fight I'll bring right my now. megaphone. I'll bring the megaphone, right? <laughs> and while we're watching it. These while people that go to this type of movie have guns. Bullshit. We're in the theater. We're in the theater, right? And we're going, okay. And then, like, the part. Some part comes up that's just factually not true, right? And we'll just go. Bullshit. <laughs> right? Yeah. Could you also be like, this actually happened? Yeah. Okay, that part was true. <laughs> he, he's right? actually white. Yeah. He yeah. is a white man. Okay. Oh, wow. So, Thank like, you. they've done, they have done some operations. That's my mailman. <laughs> <laughs> right. So to be clear, to be clear about Operation Underground Railroad, they have, in fact, done missions. Yes, where they have stopped sex trafficking in that specific microcosm of which they did. So again, cool. good. I'm not going to sit there and say they literally have done nothing because that would be not right true. but this is this is one of the most too. dangerous things that they're mixing truth with lies correct yeah. so even a conspiracy theorist this is one of the most dangerous issues and i think this is really the crux of what the episode is about tonight the conspiracy theory movement right now is fueled by absolute undying bullshit mm-hmm. but the worst part about this movie is that it's a conspiracy theory movie mixed with truths yeah. And so that just gives fuel to the fire to these conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And it's it's awful. It's a terrible idea to mix something that's true with something that isn't true. Yeah. And that's really yeah. dangerous. I'm very worried about that. So to those that might criticize or be skeptical, be aware that there are truths here. There is an issue. And, and you know, come on, man adrenochrome what the fuck yeah yeah i know which the article said you can actually get you can actually get you can have it chemically made Mm -hmm. like scientists can make it was and it's easier what is this adrenochrome so it it's a it's considered like the craziest hardest drug you could possibly take that opens Uh your third eye 
type of thing. Um, it's level it. of level level of like DMT, like like that type uh, of that type okay. of thing. And yeah, and you yeah. can and they're saying that they're killing babies and 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 like harvesting adrenochrome from the babies mm-hmm. when this can be made artificially and sold and you can actually get it. So like if you like can way kill. easier than killing babies. Then why then why way, would you go through way less liability than maybe getting caught? Yes, and then the the yeah. drug was made famous from the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And if you have never oh, seen that movie, yeah, yeah. make sure you see it. That's yeah. the last drug that they yeah, do because they do a whole suitcase of drugs. If you remember right. that movie, and Mark they Hunter. do, ad- yeah, they do Adrenochrome. And uh, I mean, shit is cr- that movie devolves so quickly. Um, oh, yeah. But anyway, um, it's it's crazy and it's dangerous. And I think that this movie is a vanity project for this Tim Ballard guy, less trying to send a message. I think Caviezel or Caviezel. No, I think you're right. You said the right first time. I think Caviezel is severely, severely mentally ill. And I do hope that he gets the help that he needs because he, because listen, he's a good actor, but he's, Mm -hmm. he's got a lot of problems. Not a way where you say. It's not it's not a thing where you say, oh, he's he's such a gifted actor because of his problems. No, he's right. a good actor, but like he's got problems he needs to fucking solve. And they're not helpful. These are bad problems. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I really think him playing Jesus in The Passion of the Christ really did something to his brain. And I, I'm yeah. like, I'm not even trying to be funny right now. I genuinely think that that is a problem. I think that that. Yeah. Come on, Willem Dafoe, then he's doing fine. Yeah, Come on, Will- Willem Dafoe. Pushover. But Willem Dafoe is Willem Dafoe. He, do- he doesn't exist in our reality. Yeah. <laughs> he's just um, a he shimmering of a. Yeah, he's just. He just he's appears think... on certain frequencies on film. You have to capture him just with right. certain cameras and techniques. I don't think he exists. When he was picked for Green Goblin in, in Spider Man, it was just like, that was obvious. His face is naturally <laughs> a goblin. But it anyway. Works. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. All that really matters Good. is that if you want to see the movie, go see it, but just understand that keep it at the level of a Marvel movie. It's cool. It's got a great theme, but at the end of like the day, white house down or something, it's fictional. It's a yeah. fictional it's a fictional situation. It's good to enjoy it. And I hope you enjoy it. It's got high ratings. Maybe I will watch it because of the high ratings, right? Yeah. But I'm not going in there thinking that this Tim Ballard guy is any kind of a fucking hero. Yeah, right. I'm not. All right, then. I'll believe every minute I see of it. <laughs> God damn it. And that's Adam. your right. That's your right, Adam. It's my right. USA. All, All right. right. Let's take a break. Uh, we've been doing this a while. Let's come back with our fuck yous. And I want real, real vitriol out of you guys. Okay. Oh, <laughs> every week. <laughs> we'll we'll be right back. Serenity now. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're don'tforgetatowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe and don't forget a towel.
Nice vibrato there. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now you're going to hear about it. You asked me to signal you when I you're know. fucking staring down at your phone. I'm Pay staring at my fucking notes. <laughs> Are you a professional or not? I'm Apple yes. doesn't fall far from the tree, does it? My fuckle. My, my fuckle. Oh, my fuckle. Does it? My fuckle. My fuckle. That's what we're changing. I, the, I don't know what a fuckle is. We're changing, we're changing this. This it's is no longer called bird, fuck you. Noun. Yeah. You're making up a new noun. This is no longer called fuck you. This is called... A Today's fuckle. Yeah, it's a noun. What's a fuckle? It's like an icicle that you fuck yourself with. Oh my god, a fuckle. Uh, it's like, it just sounds like it's a nice bunch of things like like, oh, could you pick me up a dozen fuckles at the store? Baker's dozen? Yes. <laughs> That's 13 fuckles. I, I have this really long-winded uh, fuck you that I wrote down. It happened to me uh, a little while ago. Um, I guess I just want to get off my chest real quick. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, obviously, I'll try and paraphrase here. So I, when I had knee surgery i wasn't taking my aspirin like i should have i blame my wife but it's my fault and i ended up getting a blood clot so i have to go see a blood clot specialist every now and then because of that it's not a deep vein clot for those of you that were are worried it's a superficial blood clot and you know this just requires checkups basically you know you go in you get an ultrasound and it's very awkward the gel is very cold and they shove the gel all the way up into my crotch and then all the way down my leg and they rub it and it's it's very awkward and especially when you jizz yeah you gotta stop doing that they called me i'm your for some reason i'm your emergency contact i know it's not me we don't have a healthy relationship (laughs) um but anyway so basically i won't name the doctor but it's at the unity building um on ridgeway Park Ridge? No, yeah. no, no, on it's Ridgeway different. itself. Uh, yeah, I got it. Here we go. And that's within a certain health network. Okay, that's within the 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 Rochester General Health Network, or whatever the fuck it's called. Regional and regional health network. So I go in there. I get this. And by the way, every time I'm there, it, it's not the office is not run very well. It's not like organized well. The timing is off. The staff have neck tattoos. I don't know. It's just very like all right. What the fuck's happening What's here? What's wrong with neck tattoos? Well, From people in the medical profession? I'm sorry. Call me old-fashioned, but, like, that's ghetto to me. Neck tattoo? Well, a face or a neck tattoo means means you don't give a fuck about society. Good. Have fun in your punk band in 1986. But, like, I want to know that I'm talking to someone who actually has intelligence and class and i'm sorry a neck tattoo makes you look like you belong in jail and you know that's what they want to look like that's the whole point dan i'm gonna say you sound like your father right here <laughs> but then they decide to better themselves by going into the medical profession no, yes they go, thank you they're not in the Thanks, medical adam. profession adam they're not in the medical profession no, no, no. they're a secretary there's someone who checks someone in and who looks at a calendar. That's their whole job. Do not call them a medical professional. Well, you know, and hopefully they wouldn't want to be judged by in their worst moment. I'm saying that the medical which is getting a neck tattoo. We're a fucking are deprived of by you. Listen, what if you what know? If there's, what if there's a cross with a snake around it as one of their tattoos? There. It's fucking ghetto. Yeah. It's so crashing. Hey, congratulations! Well, you fell off the back of a motorcycle on the way here. What do you want speaking, me to tell you? Speaking you of LJ, like shit. Speaking of LJ, speaking of LJ, this is a this is a good point to what Dan is saying. Speaking of LJ, he was going into a psychologist position for children, 
And he asked someone for help in getting in there, someone who will remain nameless that you all know. I'll tell you off air. And he was straight up told you have sleeves. So, like, make sure that you're wearing something covering those sleeves up completely. They're not going to want to see that stuff. And he and LJ got really offended by that. Yeah. And he is working as a psychologist with his sleeves and his kids see his sleeves all the time. Yeah. And he, they don't see his chest because he doesn't ever see his shirt off. But like, <laughs> you know, God. what I'm saying is that kind of, you know, that's close to home there. You know what I mean? What do you what do you think about that, Dan? Honestly, honest opinion. No. So what I'm saying is my opinion is that certain looks are just trashy looks. Right. For me, a sleeve is not a trashy look. Okay. Okay. Now I will say that there are some professions that like have expectations. And I think it's fair to say that like, if, if you're trying to help your friend by getting a job, suggesting to them to cover up those sleeves is going to help them. is not a bad idea, but at the same time, while there's one person who might be offended by seeing those sleeves, I think there's another person that might feel like, oh, I can connect with this person because of it. Do you know what I mean? So that's okay. But when I go to check in at a medical professional's office and I see a neck tattoo, I think, oh, you have three kids from different people because you're a fucking trash bag. Oh my God. You're a trash bag human. You sound like me. I love it right now. I'm you know what I mean, like, <laughs> aesthetically, I'm purely talking aesthetics. Aesthetically, I think it makes you look like a fucking trash bag. And by the way, yeah. this is not a gender issue. Men with neck tattoos as well. You're a trash bag human. Hmm. You might be a good person, but right. it's not something I want to see in a medical I... professional's office. I do, get do it. You understand now. what I'm saying? I, no, I yeah. get. I get it now. I get it now. This must be exactly how you feel when you're listening to me. Okay. There's a stand-up comedian. I forget his name. I, I, I get it. He's talking about like the nurse who was taking care of his dying mother, and the nurse had a had a neck tattoo of a spider and a spider's web. Yeah, that's all. Oh, like, that's oh, you're nurturing. You're the, you're the nurturer who's going to take care of my mother. You have a neck tattoo of a spider. I really wish I didn't get this tattoo. I can't afford to remove it right now. I'm trying to be a better person, and I'll take care of your mom really well. Is that what you want them to say Listen, at the beginning man, of every? If you have a fine, gang yes, tattoo, okay. if you have a gang tattoo, that just means you you're full of loyalty. <laughs> right. as a you're very you're loyal. The bright side. You're very loyal. Okay, yeah. listen, this has gone way off. Oh my god! Well, it was a good. It was a good topic. But listen, the real fuck you hasn't even happened. So I go in, I do oh. this thing. They're they're awful at this. Right, place, we're gonna shut the, up now. at the vein place. At the vein place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing. They've overbooked. The doctor doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, he's a nice down to earth guy, but he doesn't know what he's doing. As they finally, I waited there for like forty five minutes before they even took me back. As I finally got back, the nurse comes in to check the vitals, ask me a series of questions. That's fine. The doctor interrupts her. Have you ever seen that before where the nurse is taking care of you, but then the doctor busts in? Never, mm. never. Normally one time. the nurse leaves. Yep. And you wait and 35 you wait minutes. For another pe- right. <laughs> yeah, so the yeah. doctor busts in. He's like, listen, I'm sorry to do this. I'm in a hurry. I got to go. So let's get this. I don't know what happened. We screwed up somehow. Let's just do what we got to do. And now yeah. I love the informality of that. And I'm just like, yeah, man, whatever. It's fine. Come on in. Yeah. This is Real. your place. Like he asked permission if he could come in the room. You know, it's funny. It's, it's like 
Yeah. Dude, this is your building, right? Like, come on in. I don't care. You're the doctor. I was going to see you anyways. Like, you I know about? why I'm here. Off. I know why I'm here. Off and you're like, come on in. I don't care. So he's talking to me. We go through the spiel. And he's like, listen, I have my own doctor's appointment that I have to go to uh, at the U of R. And I'm going to be late. So let's just hurry this up. I'm like, okay. first of all, great. I love hurrying it up. I don't have time. But I yeah. did sit in that waiting room for 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's on you, isn't it, buddy? And your shitty staff who have neck tattoos. Uh. <laughs> so We're here we are, and my yes. care has to be rushed through because you're you fucking have shitty office. And he's staff. not even at you. He's not even with Unity, and he works there. He's well, he works through um, Greater Rochester Hell or Greater. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so he's going to the U of R to get his doctor's appointment done. Which is so funny to me. I'm like, wait, you can't find an in-network doctor and you're on the, the people that employ you through Greater Rochester Health? <laughs> or he wow. doesn't want to go. That is he knows, super upsetting. Because he knows it's full. He knows it's terrible. Yeah, either way. Yeah. So get either this. Way it's we're done with the thing. Though. He takes me out to the front. He's like, okay, blah, blah, just put him through the stuff. He's good. We're like, okay, we'll see you in a month or whatever it is. He leaves to go get his stuff. As I'm walking out of the building, this is a huge medical building with like long hallways and staircases. He he busts out of a different door. Now I'm in the hallway leaving. And he's behind me with his suitcase. Suitcase. And he's like, uh, guess we're leaving at the same time. Huh? I, I was really late. I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. And then I think I'm like, okay, we're going to share an elevator with this guy. You know, I got a busted knee. I don't want to be jumping up and down staircases all the time. He takes a separate, like, private staircase. He disappears. I thought we were going to have to have an awkward elevator ride. He disappears. He gets in his car. I get in my car. He drives. I'm not even in my car. I'm walking through the parking lot. He's driving off. When have you ever... Been beaten out of a doctor's office by your doctor. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? <laughs> this guy beat me home and he's my doctor. <laughs> it's never happened to me ever. That it was, was so that, bizarre. That is so weird. So <laughs> fuck is... you to how they run that office. That is yeah. out of control. That's great. Out of I... control. That's never something I've ever encountered. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Secret staircase. That gets me Because he's knowing... his own exit and his car must have been there. What does he have? A bat cave down there? What I was the thinking he just pulls on the bust and he pushes the button. Right. Yeah, it's like a fire pole. He just it's rides it down. Pole. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. With his intern, because it's like Robin, whatever. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Dan, wow, that's crazy. Who, who wants to go? Dad, do you want to go or you want me to go? Oh, yeah, I'll go. Like I said, my fuck users somehow, like, oh. I never feel them on the night, you know? But uh, my fuck you is to my nephew, the orthodontist. Oh, boy. Because guess what? I had plans, boom, 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 almost every weekend. Robert De Niro face, boom, boom, almost every weekend, except for the one after this one, like, for like, shoom, you know, just like a plethora of plans. We were going to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. My father, my nephew, and I, it was going to be a guy's trip for our mm -hmm. family. And I'm very much looking forward to it. It's still awesome. happening. But the orthodontist said, In hey, Cleveland, right? In Cleveland, yeah. 
So the, my nephew's orthodontist was like, hey, we have to, we're going to schedule something in the summer for me to look at your braces or do some adjustments, do some stuff. He had to do something important. And he decided to schedule it the weekend that we were going oh. to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So my dad was like, we're going to have to reschedule it. The best week would be the weekend before, which is the weekend of our good friend LJ's, your guy's friend more so, but yeah, your friend LJ's bachelor day. Oh, the bachelor thing. The yeah. bachelor thing. And, you know, I think LJ is great. Like, I, I, I said this before, I didn't really, I knew him because he was part of the crew. But then when we all went to Cooperstown, he was there. And with the podcast and everything, I'm like, oh, man, it just was like, I see why you guys are friends with him. And I totally am like, okay, well, now, you know, he's his own person. It's just like, you know, I respect him and know him more. And just like, he's just a cool cat. You know, he's just, I was the one to realize how be part of the gang. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. We've always been part of the gang, but separately. Anyways, so it's really upsetting that the orthodontist had to do this and had to wait so long to make sure this happens. Yeah, and I told Rocco, because he's helping take care of certain things, and everybody's leaning over and grabbing things right now. But um, Oh, yeah, we are. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oscar, you should see what's going on between the two Zoom panels, what Rocco's doing with his head and where you're sitting. But, um, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it just sucks. It just sucks because... The last time I was going to, um, Rocco was having this whole, you know, we're putting together a play, a playpen or whatever playpen. We're a putting together a, a swing set, a swing yeah. set playground. Thing. And I was like totally on board. I love. I don't care if it's something that's made out of a kit. I love doing that stuff. And then last minute, I was day. told, I know, and I missed it. And my friend, he was like, "You're invited. You didn't realize." You've been invited to my cottage for my 40th birthday, my friend, best friend of 30 years. Oh, and I was like, wow. what? The last second? And I was like, but I had plans. And I'm like, with, and I had to cancel all my plans, including that. Yeah. So there's one mark against, like, I don't get to hang out with the crew. And then there's this that happened because of fate. I don't get to well, hang out with the crew. Adam, I, I know that you feel to. guilty, but this might make you feel. I like- don't feel guilty. I just yeah. feel like I got screwed out of doing something cool with people that I like. Well, you will feel guilty when you hear this then. Um, both of Rocco's living children were um, on the playground, the jungle gym that you were not a part of um, and it yeah. shattered, it fell apart completely and yep. they both died. They're both dead. And the investigation found that there were not enough guys building yeah. it. Yeah, we were down by one. They, if they had just one more. One more, the, the, my kids would still be alive. And so I bring it up. I was Joe there. He was there. Joe actually showed up. I didn't think he was. Okay. Going to. I mean, there was, were guys there doing the work there? of two men. What was Ricky invited? He was invited. He also bailed at the last minute. So. His wife. Yeah, well, they didn't. Well, okay. And him and I both have similar colored hair. Was there a height range? No, was there no, something? no. It's he's a, unable to complete a calendar. That's why he wasn't there. Yeah. Um. And or read a calendar, I should say. <laughs> or put one guy down on a. Calendar. Did they mention yeah. race at all? I mean, no. But Josh did make a wonderful comment of "You're welcome for my entire family being here to help you." <laughs> <laughs> that's Cause, true. Because <laughs> it was him. It was him. Jr. 
and uh, Joe. Joe, yeah. <laughs> that his, were there. well, him and his cousins. Yeah, him uh, his, yeah, bro- yeah. His twin brother couldn't show up. No, yeah. of course. Anyways, not. The, okay. So yeah, I I mean I hope you can sleep at night, Adam. Uh, Adam, I hope that yeah. I'm just I'm sad. I'm sad that you you're not going to be there. I'm really good at masturbating myself to sleep, so I'll be fine. I be- I, I might you. even the thought of 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 death might even help. God. Well, well, you heard it here, folks. Okay. Um, wow. So your yes. fuck you is to the the orthodox. To the orthodox. Yes. It's, okay. it's fair. Screwing your summer yes. plans. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. That's Got fair. you. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Thank you for that. All right. I'm gonna go. I this fuck you, Dan. You you heard it because you were. I called you right after. So just listeners, just so you know, when I when I encounter severe inconvenience that I believe would not be at the standard of Daniel Tracks. <laughs> severe inconvenience. Get that tattooed severe on inconvenience. I, I, ca- I usually call Across him your traps. I usually yeah. call him immediately after it occurs. <laughs> so he, oh, that's he, are you talking about the where you called me the other day in the morning? No. It was like 8.30, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I got to put smell oh, on yeah. slots. That was a whole, I can't bring that up in the air. But this <laughs> one, this one, this is the, the CPAP thing, Dan. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> this is, I called, Dan, stuff today? I called Dan right after this. So I have sleep apnea, okay? And mm-hmm. I have to wear a machine. You know. we have, I have to wear a machine every night that blows air into my yep. face yep. so I don't die. And the thing is, is that the, the thing is, is that this mach- this machine, okay, yeah. this machine, is not cheap. It's very expensive, yep. and most yeah. insurances don't cover it, which doesn't make any sense. Just, yeah. But I, I'm learning that a lot of insurances just simply don't cover CPAP, right? Which doesn't so is crazy to me. But anyway, medical. Yeah. So. I go to this place, Upstate Home Care. I talked about them on the show before. My experience going in there, and the guy just kind of shuts the door on me, and I'm like standing outside the door, being like, "Is this is this for real?" I also right. brought up the laminated sign. Laminated I, sign. I actually took a picture of finally and sent it to Dad because I was able to. No one was in the hallway. I'm like, I'm doing this quick because I wanted yeah. to prove to you I was not making yeah. that up. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. It was bad. It's and- not something you want to see. I would rather. I would rather a fully professional office, medical office building with real signs and walking in there and seeing neck tattoos over all of the staff <laughs> than a neck tattoo less staff with shitty signs. Because the <laughs> fact that you can't even invest any money into real signs and you're a medical makes me facility. think that you're operating like illegally or like underground yeah. or something. They just do a white china marker on a wet window. Yeah. So, right. so I go to this. I, I'm, I'm, I go to this appointment. Okay. So stop. Pause. Before I go to the appointment, right? I, I call, I get a call from Upstate Home Care. And they're like, you're at three months of your new CPAP machine. Now we have a subscription service. The subscription service allows us to send you the parts that you need because with a CPAP, there are parts you need to replace uh, at certain intervals, usually three to six months, depending on the care that's tubing. That's like the face masks, nose pillows, filters, everything you have to like, you have, these are these things, right. They it's get a machine that gets used every day. 
So obviously you need to replace parts from time. Correct. To time. So they're like th- every three months, we automatically send it to you. We charge your card. I said, great. How much does it cost? And she goes, well, it says here in the past that your insurance company covers it a hundred percent. I'm like, I pause, I pause mm. and I go, okay, well, what does that mean? <laughs> and she goes, it says in the past. Well, what it means is, is that previously your insurance company would cover. That. I said, that's great. Previously. That's exactly what I said. My wife does not like when I talk to these people this way on the phone. Right, right. But I was right. like, I understand that it says previously. I'm very interested in right now. <laughs> what about right now? <laughs> and that's what, that's how I said it because she got mad at me. And the woman actually like sighed and she goes, that's a different, that's a different um system. And I said, it's a different system. She goes, yeah. the system said, I'm living with. She says, it's a different system. We have to run it through this different system. But what I want to know is, is if you approve us to charge it. And I said, well, what is the charge? She goes, well, I don't know. And I said, well, I said, well, what do you mean you don't know? And she goes, well, it says here previously that your insurance covered it. I said, we've we've gone over that already. (laughs) So so like I said, I need to know, like, I know what the charges are now. And she goes, well, <laughs> she's like, I have to, I, I have to run this through the system. And I said, you gotta run it through the system. I said, okay, run it through the system. Yeah, why said. do you need my, just go Easy. see if it, see how much it costs. She goes, well, that's a separate department. I don't actually have access to that system. So someone else has to run that through the system and see if your insurance covers uh... it in fact. And then if they don't, then they would come up with a price and then we would tell you what the price is. So what I'm asking you to do is approve that. She said, approve what? Uh... Approve to be charged, whatever the charge is. And I said, well, I don't know what the, charge, the charge is. And she goes, well, it's either that you approve or you disapprove, or if you want to wait to find out what the charge is, then we'll just have to call you back in one business day. There you go. And I said, what? Still, still <laughs> yeah. like what? And she's just like, so still because wow. it's such a stupid thing to it's say. I'm like, dumb, I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm not understanding. Like now, now you're talking to a person who has not only been in a call center, but has 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 run a call center. Okay, oh, that's absolutely. my background. Yeah. So I am like, there's Super no jaded. way I would not set my people up for this much failure. Like I wouldn't be able to do it in good conscience. Like, <laughs> like you gotta if these people are calling, you gotta give them something. That was the rule. You gotta give them something. Can you ever yeah. as a, as a customer imagine? Walking into a business, asking how much it costs, and then the salesperson going, You're back "I'm going to need you to sign here before I tell you how much it costs." Yeah, you're just a dollar what? store. What? <laughs> yep. What are you talking about? Oh, that's a different system. And I then you better go find out how to use that system <laughs> because I'm so... not telling you uh, to approve anything unless you tell the, me the the cost. The game is yes. rigged, people. So, the game is rigged. So tell us so, the cost, Rocco. So we end the call, right? She tells me at the end of the call that if it's zero dollars, you'll see an email that says we've processed the order for you. Mm-hmm. So if you see the email, it means that it's zero dollars. So I'm like, okay, thank you very much. And she said, if not, you'll get a call by the end of business. And someone will tell you about it. So I'm like, great. Sounds good. So I don't get any phone call, but I got the email. And said, your order has been processed and it has my order. Now, please understand that everything in the order are plastic parts. These are just literal, literal plastic parts 
that if I had a 3D printer, I could very easily make. Like I'm not I'm not exaggerating about that either. This is not hardcore medical equipment. The machine that I have that I'm financing, the machine is a piece of high quality medical equipment, no question. Well, the, to, to to overly glorify it, it's essentially an air filter that forces air through a tube. With a Wi-Fi connection that transmits all of that to my doctor so my doctor right. can see my sleep right. every day. Yeah. So but, but obviously a lot of plastic parts, but go ahead. Correct. The plastic parts, that's all that are the expendable pieces that need to be replaced. Filters, stuff right. like that. They're not going to send you computer chips. No, correct. No, no, right. No. The only thing to replace are soft, like you said, felt yes. or plastic, and that's Cor- it. Correct. Exactly. The The mask would be felt and then plastic, and then the filters are like a felt filter right. for the air. Anyway, so I get the email. I'm like, sweet. So then the weekend goes by, and I get another email that says, your order is being held up on one of these three reasons. Doesn't even tell me exactly. You can tell it's a generic email. And it, it, it lists three reasons as to why this is held up. But if I wanted to know to give them a call at this number, the laziest, laziest shit I've ever seen in my life. So naturally, I'm a curious person. I called <laughs> yeah. and I said, hi, this is my name. This is my information. First, I was told this. Then I got this email. Now I got this email and I want to know what's going on. She tells me that my order will be over $200. At least she said it was $217 Every three months, two hundred and seventeen dollars every three months for these plastic parts. Unreal. I said, what I said, what does my insurance do? Yeah. She said, I I don't know. You haven't met your deductible, so you got to pay the full price. Then you meet the deductible. Then it's fully covered. Hundred percent. I'm like, what's my deductible? She goes, two thousand dollars. I'm like, well, what the fuck? I paid 10 months in advance. I'm like, for real? No, 30 months in advance. Yeah. So then she yeah, starts. What did ex- the new machine cost? The new machine was 1400 Oh. Wow. Which I'm financing. Even, okay. But even still. Yeah. So you'd, you'd be $600 away from hitting that deductible if you think about it. Well, yeah, but I, I'm. Yes, correct. But I'd have At to least. I'd have to finance the whole thing. I'm just making my monthly payments right now. Right. Which aren't which aren't even that bad. I'm gonna have the machine for like the next fifteen years, so I'm gonna pay for it in two years. <laughs> right. It's just interesting. Two hundred dollars every three to six months. I mean, you could buy a whole new machine eventually. Correct. You don't yeah. even need those parts. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. Well, so I'm just like, and she's like, well, they need to be replaced every two weeks. I'm like, no, they don't. And she's like, <laughs> well, they need to be replaced. I'm saying, I'm, I, I, I got to stop you right there. I've been on a CPAP for more than 11 years. I know what I need. I know what to do. Like, I, I've just, I've been using it, this, this thing for a very long time. So, like, yeah. I don't even think you probably even use one. Like, I, like, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, shouldn't so, you be, uh, shouldn't you at least, you know, test them out if you're going to be working at a company that sells them? Yeah, like, yeah, can you but, just, yeah, you know, like, like when you work at Blockbuster, you have to bring home movies to watch them. Tell there you go. There you go. So, so anyway, so I tell, I say, 
no, I don't know. And she goes, okay, well, okay. And I'm like, I'm not paying for that. I said, how about just give me the filters and the nose pillows? Those things need to be changed out more often. She told me over a hundred dollars. No. So I said, no, cancel it. Cancel all of it. Cancel everything. She goes, yeah. okay. So like I went onto Amazon and found everything. Yep. Less than half of the cost yep. for everything on Amazon. Yeah. And you don't even need everything. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Can you, so like what the fuck? Right. So then I go to my appointment which is a follow-up appointment from when my, C- my my new CPAP was prescribed to me because you have to get a prescription. And it's a big deal to get the prescription. And I very much have sleep apnea, so there isn't really much of a question. Mm-hmm. So I go to the 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 thing, the, the place, to get my follow-up. This is the same day this happened with the phone call. Same day. So I'm there for my follow-up. I go in the waiting room. I tell them my name. I got there early. They took me right back. I was like, oh, that's great. Don't you love that? Yeah. Like you go in there, you expect to sit in the waiting room, but they call you right back. Yeah, that's great. It's like, like oh, going to God, a restaurant. Get things done today. Yep. Yep. Then proceeded to leave me in that room alone for 35 minutes. just like i was walking around (laughs) i was looking out the window and it's like high up in the building so i'm looking down at the whole park ridge campus which Mm -hmm. is kind of cool you know look through the windows at the that high up but regardless 35 minutes i remember being a yeah this woman comes in right she's got a stapled packet of papers Mm. She sits down across from me and um, she's just showing me this. So I look at her and I say, you know, the, the CPAP has an app with it. She goes, yeah. Are you using the app? I said, yeah, I'm using the app for exactly what you're doing right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, and she goes, yeah, she looked at me. She didn't even skipped a beat. She goes, yeah, this is printed directly from the app. <laughs> wow. Why would you? Why? Why? So you you get all this data. Yep. And I'm like, and are you concerned about any of it? She said, no. Wow. Okay. So she goes, well, how you doing? Swear to God, that's what she said to me. So how you doing? After I, how a 35 my, minute wait. I just After want my parts. By the way, that's what she was doing. Oh it took her 35 machine. minutes to print all that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Because it was all those pages. And they were all colored. Yeah. They were all colored. <laughs> and I was like. If she has an app, shouldn't there be an app that she can have on an iPad? Or that's what? Yeah, right. Why are you printing all of this? this? I don't need to see sense? it. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, you're using the app," and then it makes me wonder how many people are not using the app. <laughs> right. For that's her first thing. I yeah. thought about so, that because yeah. she seemed the almost surprised is, when I said I look at it every day. CPAPs, most CPAP customers are probably old, dude. Yeah, like like right. I have a few. Oh, that makes me feel you. better. Right. Well, sure. okay. To be <laughs> logistical. Reasonable. I have a few. I've besides you. I have a friend or two who also uses CPAP who are, you know, not who are about not forty. Yeah. I'm almost forty. Yeah, yeah. And about forty. And uh, you You've know, but most people are like eleven years. Though. You know, Fuck you. <laughs> 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 most you're, people are older. You that's all bastard. I'm since you were thirty, <laughs> since you were twenty-five, you've been using. A you know, CPAP. you started that's it. Actually, tr- that's you true. started it. <laughs> that's true. You mentioned it. You didn't have to give us that information. I, I wouldn't have known. I said eleven years. You said to the audience. It. Dan reiterated it. 
That's all. Yeah, it's been a long, brilliant, long yeah. time. So the fuck I'm, you is too. The fuck you is to the the <laughs> medical community. The fuck okay. you is to if I get billed for that appointment. That's the fuck uh, yeah, you. Yeah, like, no shit, like she was like, it'll be okay. written in crayon because the signs, and then they have the stationaries written by their well, kids. Then she did this other thing where she was like, she was like, "How's the pressure feel?" And I'm like, "I'd really like it if the pressure was turned up. Like, I would like more pressure into my face." And she goes, "Okay." And then she just like on the computer, she types, and she goes, "Okay, all set." And I'm like, "You had to go to appointment for that." Like, I'm trying to look at like what she, the phone. Like, what did you? What did she do? Yeah. And so I was like, what did you do? And she goes, well, I, I have access to your CPAP machine from here. And I just scary. I just upped the pressure. I was like, oh, and that's when I said, can I like call or email to like do things like that? Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just sitting there in confusion. <laughs> like oh, as man. to why I'm sitting in this room missing work don't people get it like oh god that's a, like i don't understand it's so circuitous like all over the medical place. waste like single payer health care medicare for all whatever you want to call it socialist communist it's it's about cutting the fat yeah cutting out the middleman and all the waste that's involved waste of time that entire literal thing waste of done paper email yes. or telephone call yes yeah this is why medical expenses seem so high mm-hmm. because the, all the shit that they got to do, it's nonsense. The bureaucracy. Nonsense. Yeah. yeah. The absolute bureaucracy. In the it. brick and mortar to heat your body for 35 minutes while yeah. you were in there or air condition your body. Like those costs alone eliminated. And insurance is still a scam. Oh, it turns into the middleman. They are the literal middleman. So this That's is a whole the, other issue, like, though. Let's any other critical right mass go to, to get more on socialists. So last I'm gonna build right the here. End, the end of the story. The tail yeah. end of the story is I get an email from upstate home care mm-hmm. telling me that they placed an order and that it was being held up for one of these three reasons. Oh my God, no! So this was after I called you, Dan, flipping out about this. Oh, this my happened God. like got worse. two two days later. I get that email, so I'm like, so I'm trying to work. I'm sitting Ugh. here. This is where I work. Like as I'm talking to you, like this is where I'm working all day. So filled or surrounded by boxes of toys. Exactly. So I'm 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 working, and like my my MacBook is here. And my work computer, so I'm working, but I'm also on my MacBook because I'm seeing this email from Upstate Home Care. So then I put, I got my phone, I put it on speakerphone right here, and I'm doing work, like I'm, I'm filing stuff for work, but I'm also like going through the prompts. Press one for parts order. Press two to cancel a parts order. Press three for my favorite color. Like yeah. you're just like <laughs> what? Is... So I'm pressing prompts, three. and I'm not getting to a live person. And I just kept going through the fucking thing. I work in this industry and I can't get through the prompts. That's a problem. I know a lot of the secret prompts for a reason. Okay. Like those weren't even working like four zeros listeners. Try that four zeros. Anyway, yeah. how fast beep, 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 beep. Just do them. 
it'll register four zeros. Usually you get to a live person almost immediately. Um, works 98% of the time. Um, but this, it wasn't working. What time is it? Sorry. It wasn't working. So anyway, I get a live person. I tell her what's going on. She goes, oh, yeah, that order was canceled. Those are automated emails that sometimes just come out in error. Come All on. this. So I'm just like, I told All her, this. I'm like, cool, 15 minutes to get to you. Like, no joke for you to just tell me. And then she had to put me, of course, she had to put me on hold to check. Yeah. And it wasn't her fault. I'm just like, you all need to fix your automation. Your automation is trash. Yeah. And she, she's just like, okay. Well, what would you know? <laughs> she's like, you know, I didn't get a into that. Experience. I've done that before. My wife gets so mad when I start explaining to them this stuff. Oh, my God. But anyway, I didn't bother. I just said, okay, have a great day. So fuck you to the whole medical industry <laughs> for a machine to keep me alive while I'm sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you that have it, seems, folks. That seems harsh, Rocco. There you no. have it, folks. We're all angry, no. we're bitter, and we're not going to let go. We're not going to let go of the best. Anyway, we're out of here. And uh, just so you know, party on. Critical Mass is written and produced by Adam, Dan, and Rocco, and recorded with Zoom. All music by Adam Donnelly and Pine Grove. All special effects were done in-house, and no stunts were performed without the supervision of adults. Almost no animals were harmed in the making of the show. If you like the show, please leave a review and share with a friend. They come from butts. I made a move on a lady. Can I tell you how it happens?